This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Yeah, it, and, and this, this, these concepts, you'll, you'll find them in the mystery schools, the uh, mystery religion schools, the, the occult practices and uh kabbalah and uh it, all this stuff like i said all roads lead back to babylon and and some in egypt but it, these are ancient belief systems uh and they uh like the term luciferian you know luciferians don't view lucifer or satan lucifer as the same figure that that christians you know, believe the, the, the biblical portrayal of who Lucifer is. They believe him to be a light bearer and he, that he's actually a hero. And some of them are theistic and some of them are atheistic. They, they just, they view Lucifer as a metaphor. And I would say most of the globalist elite goons don't really believe in a literal Lucifer. They, they, he's a metaphor for enlightenment, uh, and you see all these, like the Lucius Trust, and it, it, boy, there's it, it. You see the symbolism; they're heavy on symbolism. You see it in corporations, you see it uh, in ideologies, uh, and it. But it does have its roots in ancient occultic beliefs and practices that are contrary to uh, the Christian worldview. Well, let me and, let me uh, ask you that on that on that point. Let me just ask you this quick because you said so much there. So on when you when you said some of them don't see uh, Lucifer in the same light that Christians do, they see him as a light bearer, but some don't actually worship Lucifer. Lucifer is some sort of a physical being. Uh, it's more of symbolic, but is, is that tied into sort of the symbolism as worshiping yourself as a god? Is that all ties in sort of like Levian <laughs> Satanism? Yeah, yeah, and you know, there's been more modern manifestations. Of this, like Thelema, Aleister Crowley. It's all about. It's all centered on releasing your inner god. You know, it's it's about you becoming your full potential and uh, not being limited by, you know, traditional religion. Uh, it's about you shaking off all those things and finding the God within, uh, divinity within. And uh, that that is essentially what Luciferians uh, embrace. Yeah, definitely. And, and, then, so they, uh, and, then, and Dan, that would tie into, I mean, it doesn't really matter, you know, people's opinion on uh, Alex Jones. But years ago, when Alex Jones made his first splash as sort of an independent media source, he went and supposedly snuck into um, 
into Bohemian Grove where the elites would meet. And that's not a conspiracy theory. I mean, Richard Nixon, Ronald Reagan, all types of people have been to Bohemian Grove. But one of the things that Alex purportedly showed was the cremation of care. And so you had all these guys in the yeah. white robes. They look like Klansmen. And the, the whole idea behind the cremation of care, because I remember maybe 10, 15 years ago, I saw that video from Alex Jones and I did research on the cremation of care. And that all has to tie into it. So you get all these CEOs, these world leaders, the same type of people you'd see sitting at the World Economic Forum. And they would go to what looked like some sort of a satanic ritual. And the whole idea was casting your care away. They're going to send you out into the world to do horrible things to innocent people through the financial system, through your companies, through government. But if you cast your care aside and you focus on yourself, we will enrich you. We will make you powerful. We will make you influential. We will make you wealthy. That was sort of what that whole that whole thing is about. And I mean, that, that obviously ties into this, correct? Yes. It's, it's very symbolic of, of actually what has truly happened. The fact of the matter is human sacrifice, particularly ritual child sacrifice has always been a feature in occultic and, uh, you know, it just dates back to the Canaanites and the, Again, Babylon and uh, the, the worship of Baal and Molech, it's, it's nothing new under the sun here. And, you know, a lot of uh, Luciferian sects, they come out and, come out and, out and say they're, they're using, uh, they're citing religious liberty is, uh, as uh, now as a uh, argument to uh, for abortion because it's part of their sacraments and i can yeah. tell you justin that there's a lot of unaccompanied minors that are coming across the border and nobody knows where they're going oh yeah uh, no I, I, dan the same exact thing is going on over in Poland. I, I happen to know this, obviously, from, from Maggie being from Poland and her family being in Poland, and I saw some of it when we were there in July and August. So in the Ukraine, they are, uh, as far as I, I, I don't know as of today, but as far as a month or so ago, the men up to age 65, I believe, are not allowed to leave Ukraine, right? Because they can be drafted into the army. The same, the same thing is going on in Russia. Guys over 65 can't leave Russia because they could be drafted into the army. Doesn't matter what people think of the Russia-Ukraine thing. To me, it's all part of a WWE clown world circus. But then what happens is they started exporting millions of women and children into places like Poland. Poland only has 39 million people. 99% are actually Polish or identify as Polish. Then all of a sudden they exported, at the time it was three or four million back in July or August, of women and children. And so we went to go visit Maggie's uh, uncle who owned a farm. And we stayed in this little hotel. It's not like how it is over here in the United States, like going to a, a fancy hotel. And in the hallway, there were tents set up, and there was just like children with no one watching them. 
So I said to Maggie, can you talk to, it was an old woman who ran this little hotel thing. I said, can you ask her what that is? Turns out they were quote unquote Ukrainian refugees. They were just children there with no parents. Like you say, well, where are they going? What's going to happen? And I shared some really creepy stuff with uh, Maria Albanese, my father, just a couple really close people. I did not talk about it here on the show. There's a kid that I went to high school with. I grew up with him since we were little kids. And he is over in Poland um, posting pictures all the time on his Facebook page that he is some sort of a volunteer. He frankly looks like some, some former, I wouldn't be surprised if he was in the military. And he's supposedly helping uh, Ukrainian children escape uh, Ukraine into Poland. And he always is posting like, I'm telling you, Dan, creep pictures that would make the hair on the back of your neck stand up. Like, this kid was always kind of weird when I grew up with him. I don't know what he's done. I never didn't stay in contact with him. And all of a sudden, I started seeing this. And it reminded me of exactly what's going on here. Now, you and I both have our beef with... Uh, illegal aliens and especially the politicians and the bureaucrats and the businessmen that make that system happen here today, the people responsible for killing your son. At the same time, there are, and, and we go down there, the United States with the CIA, we destabilize all these countries intentionally to then fund USAID and stuff to drive them up in this country to use them for demographic warfare and to get Americans killed and to destroy our culture. But at the same time, there's actual innocent kids that get brought over and who knows what the hell they're doing with these children i mean you've heard so many stories sexual abuse they're freaking using them for sacrifices who the hell knows what's going on uh you know uh, organ organ uh harvesting uh that's a big there's a lot of money in that and uh but you know i i think there's a number of things that are just nefarious horrible things that are occurring but uh but ritual sacrifice it, you know that's been a i know that sounds outlandish but historically there's i, I can cite you know the egyptians the incas the chinese the the uh aztecs i mean the celts israelites hawaiians the carthagians i mean it goes on and on and on and on mesopotamians ha have have been uh, indulged in this practice so it's it's nothing new it's been around since the beginning of time and it is rooted in a an occultic belief uh they believe that you can obtain power and uh wealth and uh, just basically it's just i think that the elite if, if you look at a lot of the, uh, well, the pyramids, for example, you know, like the pyramids in, in, in Central America, you know what they were used for. Yeah, sacrifice. <laughs> yeah, and so you see a pyramid is an, is an occult symbol, and you see this stuff in all the corporations. I, I think I sent you some information the other day of all the insignias, all the, the labels and stuff that corporations, and it's full of these occult symbols and a pyramid is is a uh, really prominent it's very uh, common to see this uh and there's just yeah the pair the pyramid and the all-seeing eye 
Yeah, yeah. You see it. You see it on our currency, and there's a history behind these. It's a very dark history, and uh, you know, they're one of their biggest weapons is the term uh, conspiracy theory. Uh, and they probably float a lot of these things out there so they can marginalize the actual conspiracy. Um, but the, oh, it's oh, oh. pretty obvious. The history is what it is, and the, the, it's documented history. Uh, there's archaeological evidence, plenty of it. And I think that's what we're dealing with. I think we're dealing with uh, 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 ultimately, this new world order is is the, the again the dark spiritual underbelly of it is occultism, Gnosticism, uh, Luciferianism, Satanism, uh, self worship, whatever you want to call it. No, and I'm glad you. Does, I, I was going to say I'm glad you brought up that you know the whole sacrifice thing has been going on for you know, centuries upon centuries, why would you not think it's alive and well today? What, because we have Tesla cars and an iPhone? Like, it's not going on. We're enlightened because we have Krispy Kreme donuts? Like, we're not doing that anymore? No, human I, nature, the fallen human nature is the same today as it was 6,000 years ago. And nothing has changed. We have not made advancements in human nature at all. Uh, we've made technological advancements that enhance the dark that you know that have become tools for the dark fallen human nature and that's what it's being used for uh right now if you look at uh the way i think the technocracy is operating is that you know of course they they're involved with the news cycle and what's Spoon-fed to us as news. Well, I think they're diverting us. A lot of the news stories we see are diverting us away from something that they don't want us to look at, which is CBDC. I think that's the most existential threat that we have right now, uh, and it's coming at us like a like a at light speed, a freight train. It's coming at us, and that's going to be. They're civil bullet, I believe. Uh, people are really going to have to start making choices uh, that they never thought they'd have to make once this gets implemented. And we've talked about this before. I mean, what I, I see is they won't do away with cash immediately. Uh, they'll, they'll let us get hooked on it and used to the convenient, you know, and, and uh, addicted to the convenience of it and to, to the point where we feel safe with it. And then they'll release the next weaponized bioweapon. And that will be the, for the purposes of creating the narrative that, hey, we need to do away with all this cash that we pass around in our hands and, you know, infect people with the virus. That's coming. I mean, they already did. That was really common with the, with, you know, during the COVID pandemic. But you can see this coming. And the whole point of this is this is programmable money that can decide 
not only when and or what you can and cannot buy, it can also decide where you can and can't be. It can be restricted to sectors. Oh, yeah, Dan, 100%. I mean, this is why after I talked to you uh, the last time you were on about FTX, and then at the same time I had uh, Wide Awake Jim on for a couple shows, going into depth, exposing the climate change hustle, but really showing what its purpose is of driving us into CBDC, and then FTX obviously being another, in my opinion and, and your opinion, an operation to further drive us into CBDC and to take out, uh, you know, whether you believe cryptocurrencies were started 10 years ago as test pilots for CBDC or whether you believe they were actually really trying to fight you know, the government and break the big banks. It doesn't really matter. At the end, now they're going to consolidate all this under to ju- just the central bank digital currencies, which are operated out of the World Bank, the International Monetary Fund, and the Bank for International Settlements. And then each country is going to be allowed to have its own sovereign CBDC. It's all operated out of the central banks. The se- when you watch the International Monetary Fund and the Bank for International Settlements and the UN and all these uh, panel discussions, they already call it the world currency system. It's been called the world currency system going all the way back to 1930 when the Bank for International Settlements was formed, which is the bank for the central banks. And then when they created out of the Bretton Woods uh, Conference in 1944, I believe it was, a year before World War II ended, they created the World Bank and they created the International Monetary Fund. And they call it the world currency system. So this is why I point out to people, when you have 190 central banks, there's only, I believe, nine territories left that do not have central banks, but they have something else that's like a central bank. When you have them all operating under one economic system called the world currency system, there's no countries that are actually at war with each other. <laughs> They're controlled by the central banks through the Bank for International Settlements. It's quite obvious. Um, they get up on stage because they're humans, and these guys poke and prod each other. But what we've uncovered here over the last 15 episodes is that the so-called private sector, the commercial banks, the regulated non-banks, they're working hand-in-hand with the central banks. Amazon Web Services controls over one-third of the data on the Internet. Amazon Web Services is working with the central banks. This company, Consensus, founded by this guy, Joseph Lubin, who was co-founders of Ethereum with a guy named Vitalik Buterin that was funded by Peter Thiel when he was developing Ethereum, they're working with the central banks, and they're working with the the private sector partners. So one big partner they have is Visa. And I pointed out to the audience here, it's really important because Visa has 80 million merchants worldwide. Well, once Visa allows the CBDCs to run through their current infrastructure, and once Visa allows the card that you're carrying in your pocket, whether it be a credit card or a debit card or a Macy's card that has a Visa logo, and you put it in at the gas pump, and it says credit, debit, or CBDC. The adoption of this is going to be very easy and you're 100 percent correct everything i found coming out of the top economic terrorists central bank mafia bosses they say they're not going to pull the cash immediately because they don't want to start a bloody revolution they don't want to be dragged from their mansions and burned alive in the streets so they're going to allow that money to flow once they roll this out like here in the united states let's just take 
if you start issuing CBDC as a payment for Social Security, that's 20% of the country. And then you start issuing it for disability. Then you start issuing it for welfare, for food stamps. Then they already have a plan in place to start turning the gig workers as they start to crush them and make them make less money into accepting universal basic income. Before you know it, you have 70, 80% of the country that's now accepting CBDC as a form of payment coming directly from the government, really via the central bank. And then as long as the stores accept it, and as long as you're willing to to take it because you know you can buy a loaf of bread with it, then adoption is there. You let that roll for two, three years, and then like you said, you can create another pandemic, you can use the climate change thing and say that money is destroying the economy, we're killing too many trees. They have a hundred tricks up their sleeve to hit all the different sort of uh, groups in this country that they can hit you through your favorite celebrity, your favorite influencer that's going to tell you the reason why cash needs to go away. And I just see the way they work. You saw it roll out during COVID land, the high school theater production. We saw them implement the uh, policies and the police state under 9-11. They're very good at how they do this. I mean, I, I have to give them credit. They're not stupid, these people. They are evil, but they're definitely not stupid. Well, it, it, it doesn't end with, uh, you know, yeah, that's, that's the first shoe to drop, but uh, it's, uh, the next shoe, they're going to get rid of plastic cards. Uh, that's going to be made obsolete. Everything is going to be implantable. Uh, and that technology has already been around for a while, but it's we're talking about micro dots. Mm-hmm. Uh, why? Why? Why have to carry something around that you can lose or somebody can steal? See what I'm saying? Yeah, and you you don't have to worry, Dan. (laughs) You're not walking on eggshells here because I've I've covered all all this stuff. This this show is really about uh, teaching people what the the matrix system actually looks like so we've talked about the first iteration the thing they've been normalizing over the last couple of years which is the rice sized the you know the the grain of rice sized microchip that goes in the fleshy part of your hand between your thumb and your index finger they were already rolling that out in uh, poland there's people here in the united states that have gotten that one you know then on top of it you have the ceo of nokia at a World Economic Forum conference, openly talking about, uh, this was a conference a few years ago saying by 2026, 2027, people will be implanting basically microchips from iPhones inside their body. Obviously, you have Elon Musk. Uh, I, I don't even necessarily believe Neuralink is going to be the, I think that's just a, a cover for the government stuff, but you obviously have him normalizing the idea of putting in a brain chip. So it, it's all out there. Now, you, uh, probably me, would be the last generation where the majority may say, screw you, I'm not doing it. But they've been priming all the youngsters, you know, all the 20 and unders to be wanting this. And again, just like cooking up COVID land, they could roll out 
one of these cybersecurity breaches that they've been planning over at the World Economic Forum, too. And they can say, oh, my God, once they get everyone hooked on it using their Visa and MasterCard and Amex, then all of a sudden all they have to do is a big data breach. They blame a boogeyman like China or Russia who will gladly play the part. And then they go, oh, my God, the only way to fix this is to go down to the Goodwill and line up. Remember where you guys got the the COVID shot? You're going to line up there. We're just going to give you the microchip. Don't worry. It's totally secure. You can never be hacked again. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Especially, you know, you mentioned uh, the way they're subverting the youth. You know, uh, that's really obvious right now that the attack on the young minds, you know, let, let's take the, the, the uh, transgenderism thing, which I think ties into transhumanism. That's a, again, that goes back to ancient occult beliefs. I mean, uh, androgynous gods, uh, it, it was very common, it was a very common belief. Uh, and it's, I think it's the point is they're trying to get young people to think away from traditional ideas of gender because they want them to eventually mentally move away from traditional ideas of what it means to be a human being. Um, in other oh, words, uh, oh, carbon, I a hundred. You're 100% correct. I mean, there's, I, I've studied this inside and out. There's no two ways about it. No two ways about it. This is, this, the, I mean, the big, big, most dangerous piece of all this. Yes, there's CBDC. Yes, there's the prison planet right here in the physical world. Yes, there's driving us into their digital metaverse world they're creating. But the biggest thing I, I keep harping on people, because this is the most important thing to me, is this is a war on humanity that has been waged against us by these technocratic, transhumanist, Frankenstein doctor weirdos. And they're using the STEM graduates, the science, technology uh, folks, the mathematic folks, to be able to do this. They're the worker bees that are building all this. But if you give an engineer the ability to keep engineering, he will eventually engineer humanity out of existence because in their mind, since the majority of them do not respect God or Mother Nature or a creator or natural life itself, they believe in this idea of the human evolution of humans, that they will grab hold of this. Dennis Bushnell, who's the chief scientist at NASA for the last 40 years in 2018, gave a speech and he said we've approached the age of human evolution of humans where we grab hold of our evolution and since there's nothing perfect in their eyes about humanity whatsoever the technocrats back in the 1920s and 30s wrote about us as human engines and they said we were not efficient that with the food and the oxygen that we take in we only put 10% back into their communist workforce. So we were deemed inefficient a long time ago by these folks, and they will continue to engineer, whether they realize it or not, to the point where they will actually engineer humans out of existence because we could never meet their vision of what perfection actually is through their eyes. I, I mean, I can see this so clear now that this is where it is all headed. It's the end of humanity. That's what these folks are 
they're going to do. Again, whether they realize it or not, and you mentioned earlier, Dan, and I brought this up on my show too, the scariest part is if they don't look in the mirror, if the Klaus Schwabs and the Elon Musk and the people like that don't look in the mirror and say, I am evil, I will kill all humans, but they actually say, I am doing good. That's the scariest part of all. That makes them way more dangerous than if they actually knew they were evil. Well, yeah, the way Elon is, he, he was so disingenuous. I watched the Joe Rogan interview and he's sitting there going, I tried to warn him. I, you know, for years I tried to warn him, you know, AI is dangerous. It's going to be the end of humanity. They wouldn't listen to me. So now I've come to the conclusion that the best thing we can do now is just merge humanity with the AI. <laughs> oh, brother. And so many people on the right have embraced this guy as a messianic figure uh, for right-wing politics. It's like, give me a break. His, his, what he wants to do mirrors completely what the World Economic Forum, the Charles or Klaus Schwab and Yuval Harari. And, and not only that, as he's, he's putting up the uh, the massive, I mean, tens of thousands of satellites, so everybody on the planet can be hooked up to the system. And uh, for anybody to think that this guy's on their side, it's just naive, and it's it's just dumb. Well, Dan, 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 I, I, I gotta tell you this because it's funny, and I'm you just brought it up. The um, SpaceX's Starlink, right? So we did a show on it, and it was, I think, the um, I can't remember if it was the FCC. They actually pulled their contract with him, which was going to supposedly allow him to launch certain satellites to be able to connect all the people in the rural areas and near the oceans with internet wasn't that supposed to be the whole point the whole selling point of this nonsense was dan lives out in the woods we're gonna give him high-speed internet well now they actually pulled it because folks that was never the point starlink is going to be what connects up the uh, indigenous people out in some uh, desert in a mud hut in Africa to the CBDC system. That's what this whole thing is going to be. I mean, Starlink is going to power the central bank digital currency system because, as we showed over the last 15 episodes, they openly talk about it. No man will be left behind. This is a system of inclusion. And as I told people, that means it's a system of coercion. They're going to force and threaten you into the system. And to the last uh, guy who, who lives in an Amish community that trades with pine cones, to an African with rings around his neck that trades with dried out beetles, no, you're going to be forced into the central bank digital currency system because that is the entire basis of technology technocracy the systematic control of the means of production and the distribution of goods and services and they can control the means of production and the distribution of goods and services if they can control everything down to the last transaction and that is what they are focused on that's why programmable money and expirable money is so important to them expirable money means you'll not be allowed to save you're not allowed to build wealth they give you tokens on the first they last till the 30th and that is written into technocracy's energy certificates back in 1937 this is all blueprinted like a hundred years ago and so you're seeing them build it because now they actually have the tech Technology to be able to pull it off 
I mean, that's that's the scary part of this is they actually have the technology to pull it off. But as I've said also, the light is that they are a paper tiger in that their whole system does rely on technology. If there was ever going to be divine intervention, it would be God or Mother Nature or the Creator, whatever, blowing their satellites out of the sky or having a meteor hit their receivers down on the ground because the whole system they're creating does collapse. And this is why I've told people, they are not gods. They are merely hackers, hijackers, and pirates. They are trying to hijack the physical world, the natural world, and the biological world that's what they're focused on they are hacking it when they go out and they create dna modifying drugs and they are trying to dna hack people and gene splice if they were gods they'd snap their fingers and they would have their new version of whatever their being is going to be they're not doing that they are trying to hack everyone they are trying to control you they are trying to manipulate your dna and so if they were actually gods they wouldn't have to do that they would just create something new 